if you think my voice sounds raspy right now, <clears throat> excuse me, you're right, because I just finished recording the first episode of the new season of Sophisticated Black Man Podcast. That's right, it's your boy, it's your man, it is your sophisticated black man, your friendly neighborhood black man, Jamar Burke, here bringing you all the goodness that he usually does. And this is the second episode of the double episode drop to bring in the new season and the new year. All right. As I said in the first episode drop, I was going to give you guys Christmas one, New Year's, told you about the life update and so forth. So I'm not going to bore you guys with that again. If you want to listen to that life update, be sure to listen to the first episode of the new season. Today's episode this podcast episode everybody knows what month it is right it's february okay the olympics happened all right they just wrapped up i think monday morning sunday night i don't know when they officially wrapped up i think saturday evening sunday morning beijing time whatever all right so it was four weeks or a couple weeks of the olympics nobody really cared i think norway won the total medal count and the most gold medals. Nobody really cares. I think it was 35 total medals won by Norway. Um, I don't think really anybody cares because it's Norway. Um, that's mainly a snowy country in the winter time anyway, so therefore they have that advantage. Um, other than that, nobody really cared about the Olympics. Not even a lot of Americans watch the Winter Olympics. Um, the only time it, you know, I cared in quotations was when. America finally, finally, this is going to be the topic of this episode, finally had its first African-American woman win gold in speed skating. Yes, no longer the times of Apollo Uno, Apollo Uno, um, I forgot the woman's name, but yes, a black woman won a gold medal in speed skating. I didn't even know black people did speed skating. We don't. Um, there was a black woman that won a gold medal with Team USA, women's Team USA hockey. So a lot of firsts have been done in the Olympics in the month of February. Um, we also had the Super Bowl. This was a very enjoyable Super Bowl. Uh, I watched it at my friend Paul's house um, where it was the Rams and the Bengals. Let me tell you, that was the most enjoyable Super Bowl to watch in a while. Um, my my boy OBJ, I wish he didn't tear his ACL in the first quarter, because um, he was gonna finish the game with at least six catches for 100 yards and maybe two touchdowns, if not Cooper Cup. Um, but he finally got a ring. You know, you guys know I'm a die-hard New York Giants fan, which we got our people in place to help rebuild rebuild our franchise. And OBJ has a ring, so I'm hoping if you know if he retires, we can bring him back on a one-day contract. Or, you know, get him for like a vet cheap to bring him back. Um, who knows? But I, I obviously forgot the elephant in the room as to why everybody should know what this month of February is about. It's because it's Black History Month. That's right. It's the month that happens every single year with the shortest amount of days in the calendar year. That's right. 
Black History Month gets 28 days out of an entire calendar year, even though black culture has been embedded into the United States of America since 1600s, since slaves were brought over. But yet, we only get 28 days out of the year to really express our blackness. Of course, we do have Juneteenth, which um, this come, upcoming Juneteenth, thank, thank God, is a federal holiday. Um, you know, because there's going to be a lot of Juneteenth celebrations around for sure. This is the sec- technically the second annual Juneteenth federal holiday. But there's going to be Juneteenth celebrations, so forth and so on. But there are only 28 days in the month of February that are really dedicated to black history, even though black history is a constant thing. Um, In case you guys didn't know, I'm unapologetically black. Um, That's actually going to be one of my next tattoo ideas is kind of getting that on one of my wrists and having the initials UAB. So unapologetically black. Um, Just because I am. I... I was born black, two black parents, black family. Um, I'm black. I'm blackity black black. Um, and I'm proud to be. I've always said it. I'm proud to be black, no matter the ups and downs, you know, twists and turns that comes with it. I'm proud to be black, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, I made the best connections, made the best friends did everything as a black person and I have so much more to do so much more to accomplish that's I wouldn't change for the world now of course with black history month it's a month dedicated to the history of African Americans in this country um would it be activists inventors you know be songwriters composers everything everything black and the fact that we only get 28 days, sometimes 29, depending on if it was a leap year, out of the year, is atrocious. But at this point, if you're a black American, you understand why there's only 28 days. Well, we get 28 days to talk about black history. Why some teachers, some educators choose to do, to go all in on everything black. Um which even then people are opposed to black history month teaching about black history which is so fucking stupid like everything that's embedded in u.s culture is because of black people i want you to know that as a matter of fact here in a little bit i'm going to go over some african-american inventors um for products that white people have been using for decades for centuries that were made by someone who's black so what are you going to do stop using that product because it was made by a black person Mm, right good luck with that shit alright and then also there's one day that's I believe it's also I don't know if it's a federal holiday it might be but I know it's a holiday for school children to have out and that's President's Day now tell me how ironic that is that the one holiday where schools have a Monday off, a free Monday off, educators get that free extra day of break, happens to fall in the same month where we talk about black history and its influence in America, in the U.S. Has anybody ever thought about that? 
why President's Day couldn't, couldn't have been a day in March couldn't have been a day during the summer couldn't have been another day in the fall why specifically is President's Day a, fed, a national holiday during Black History Month when most of the U.S. presidents were very spiteful of black people there were, there were a couple presidents that weren't I've always talked about Lyndon B. Johnson um, he basically spearheaded the civil rights era civil rights act being signed into law um, he was a Texan but he was also a democrat and I guess a lot of people didn't like the fact that he helped forward black equality black civil rights and all that stuff Everybody wants to go to Lincoln. Oh my God, he freed the slaves. Lincoln, <clears throat> Lincoln did it from a tactical perspective, not from a feel-good perspective. Lincoln also owned slaves. Okay, don't forget, Lincoln also owned slaves. This was before he became president. All right, he didn't sign the Emancipation Proclamation because it was a feel-good. He was like, "We're fucking losing this war, so I'm gonna sign this into law," saying slaves can no longer be used in the confederate army they're all free basically killing the garrison of the confederacy so don't be thinking lincoln was a savior thomas motherfucking jefferson everybody almost everybody that lived in virginia modern day virginia uh maryland uh dc some parts of the south almost everybody can trace their lineage has an ancestor can more than likely trace their lineage to thomas jefferson why because he was a nasty ass white man who raped a black a black woman and basically started his whole lineage it, it was started off as a joke where people were like oh I'm, I'm a distant relative of thomas jefferson it's not it's not a joke there's literally evidence that most people that live most black folk and white folk that live in virginia maryland dc uh some parts of west virginia north carolina i believe are all descendants of thomas jefferson like they can say oh shit i'm a descendant of thomas jefferson because he literally raped his slaves his own slaves so he wasn't a pro he wasn't a godsend uh grandpa joe President Obama, they're not godsends either. I mean, Obama, the the drone strike program. You know, people don't want to talk about that. Um, so it's just funny and ironic that <clears throat> President's Day is the only day in the history where Black history is supposed to be elevated the most to the highest status. All right. <clears throat> so of course, with Black History Month, that means every corporation in the world decides to use this month or <clears throat> despicably in 2020 and 2021 using Juneteenth as a day to show their solidarity with black people um, it's interesting that they only do this for this month I want you guys to notice this trend from here on out that corporations will only do it to make themselves look good for that month and then completely Swipe that shit to the side and say, "All right, back to our no, no, you know, normally scheduled programming." That's the problem. If you're going to dedicate to 
making black lives better you know advocating for black people black culture you have to do it 365 you have to do it in the same time frame that we do it as black men and women we don't get to only live to be black for 28 days out of a calendar year we have to be black for 365 days 24 hours seven days a fucking week 52 weeks in a year all right we can't take any days off so you'll see a lot of corporations like excuse me coca-cola pepsi um place sony xbox um xbox a lot of corporations will change their logos to represent the pan-african flag of like green black and red and it's just like holy fuck that's not that's not the point if you want to highlight black culture stop changing your logo to match the pan-african flag stop making it green and black and and red start listening to those that work in your company that are african-american start listening to african-american voices african-american creators content creators stop changing your logo to make it make you the feel-good company oh they support diversity and black culture by changing their their logo on their facebook page or twitter page it's not how that works because we know as soon as february 28th ends as soon as march 1st comes around your logo goes back to its normal uh look and it's like the whole month was a blur all right I'm getting passionate about this because this is the Sophisticated Black Man podcast. This is a podcast about black culture embedded in America and perspectives of it. How most black people feel about it, how I feel about it. And so a lot of black people, we're not numb. We're numb, but not numb to the fact that corporations only doing this because it's feel good. Because in the wake of the Black Lives Matter protests in 2020, you know, with George Floyd, um, Ahmaud Arbery, and Breonna Taylor, and all that, they want to become feel-good companies. But then once all that shit has died down, they don't care. There are a few companies that actually do care. Just a slim few. But most of the other big corporations, they could give a rat's ass after February 28th or after June 16th, Juneteenth. They could give a rat to us. And it's sad. But us as black folk know that it's nothing new. We just live it day by day. Yeah, sure. There's some benefits to it. We could get um, extra perks, extra incentives. All right, but that's not the purpose. It's to highlight black culture, black creativity. Highlight those that have come before me and, and influence those that have come after me, after my generation. You know, generation before, I had so many influences in music, art, activism, sports, uh, entertainment. You know, I can name off so many people right now. Uh, Rosa Parks standing up for the bus boycott in Montgomery. Everybody knows about Rosa Parks. Um, Harriet Tubman, all right, leading freed slaves from the South into the North. Frederick Douglass, all right another activist during the civil war time civil war era um nat turner leading revolutions you know uh malcolm x martin luther king um the greatest heavyweight boxer of all time muhammad ali previously known as cassius marcellus clay jr um 
Floyd Mayweather. Just so many. I could name off so many black creators, activists, people who just have made the culture so much better <clears throat> and turned it towards a brighter future to try to make it as mainstreamed as possible have influenced this country in so many ways that having 28 days in the entire calendar year is not enough to highlight what black people have done for this country alone since 16 not i would not i would say before 1614 is when colonists came into town i think i don't remember i would say uh, 1492 when Columbus discovered America um, and that's not even a knock too I, again I care about the indigenous the Native Americans this was their land before it was our land and the white man's land um, so if there's anybody I just is there, if there's anyone out there that listens to this podcast it's a native indigenous person of the, the, the Americas you know whether you're a Lakota Comanche Cherokee uh, there's only three that I can think about right now. Um, Kataba, any of those tribes, and you listen to this podcast, please come on my show so we can talk about the indigenous, the Native Americans of this land. Because I want to get a perspective from your guys as well uh, when it comes to everything that has happened in American culture that seems to have left the natives behind, um, so forth. But, you know, it's, we're, you know, just spreading black positivity, black creativity, black culture. It's not our job as a black person to teach those that aren't a person of color black history. We're not going to sit there and hold your hand saying, oh, well, this is what blah, blah, blah. We're like, go research that shit yourself. All right. We're not here to teach you. You have to be able to teach yourself about black culture, about black creativity, about why, what the history of us is. And if you don't, you either just don't care or you're too fucking lazy to do it, you know? And I'm not gonna hold your hand. We're not gonna hold your hand to teach you how to do it. You have to be able to research this shit. Like if there's something that you used to say that you didn't think was even remotely racially negative, and you're thinking, no, but I used to say that all the time. I'm not going to sit there and be like, okay, well, we're going to research this word and see why it isn't what it is. I'm going to just sit there. I might not even talk to you anymore until you figure out what it is you did. You go to research and you're like, oh, shit, I'm so sorry. And that's when I'm just like, that's, you know why you feel sorry? Because you taught yourself. You looked at what you were doing, what you were saying, and you were seeing how it negatively impacts a culture a society and so now you have to work on yourself in order to i guess erase that part of you not a part of you but erase that vernacular from your vocabulary because otherwise it's a repetition thing you're always going to keep saying it so that's why a lot of black folks around america the u.s or we're just no longer like we're gonna teach you about black history no you're gonna teach your fucking self about black history we've tried to teach a lot of people so many times about you know the disadvantage that black people have had in this country which critical race theory plays in the 
comes into play, and everybody's like, "Ah, oh my God, critical race theory! I don't want my kids learning that." Uh, bitch, you don't even know what the fuck it, it really is you're even talking about. If anything, it's a college course that most kids probably won't even learn because, again, they probably will go to college for it. But nonetheless, critical race theory has nothing to do about white people feeling bad or making them inferior because they have to learn about the atrocities and tragedies of being black people. No, it's literally an informative piece that shows you that there's not always, always equality in race. Not everything is equal when it comes to terms of race. With black people, Asian Americans, Native Americans, you know, Indian Americans, Muslim Americans, anybody that isn't white. Critical race theory isn't there to be like, oh, I don't want my kids learning about the atrocities of how we've mistreated people that aren't white. Then how the fuck are you going to be able to learn and get past everything? How are you going to be able to learn from your past if you're not willing to accept it? That's the basis of in me what critical race theory is all right um and so now this is the lat the latter part of the show I told you this is one this wasn't gonna be a long episode um by the time we're finished recording this will probably be around 25 minutes but i'm just gonna list name off some black inventors of some products that people have used throughout the ages or certain theories certain processes that people have um used throughout the out the years and it's crazy that you know a lot of people don't realize that a lot of african americans had a part in what is now embedded in american culture so the first one i'm obviously going to talk about if you were a kid and you ever earned owned a super soaker um whether it's the the basic one or like the super deluxe like doom looking fucking super super soakers it was made by a black man all right modern day inventor his name lonnie george johnson that's right mr johnson we salute you sir invented the super super circle water gun which was top selling in the u.s in 1991 and 92 he also formed his own law firm and licensed it to the Laramie Corporation. And it generated over $200 million in retail sales two years later. And then over the years, Super Soaker has been making billions of dollars. Billions. Thank you, Mr. Lonnie George Johnson, for the creation of the Super Soaker, in which he's earning money for those patents and royalties. Let me tell you, the brother is spinning in dough. Alright, so Mr. Lonnie Johnson is one. I've mentioned this person before, this brother. If you play video games, alright, whether it's the new Series X, which I have one now, um, Series S, uh, PS4, PS5, uh, Nintendo 64, and Atari, anything like that, you need to thank or give a salute to Mr. Jerry Lawson. I've talked about him before when I did my episode on video games. Alright. He was a computer engineer who was the designer of the Fairchild Channel F, which became the first programmable ROM cartridge-based video game console. Meaning, this his console where games could be put on cartridges, making the first modern-day cartridge, led the way to disc ROMs and CD ROMs and 
DVD ROMs and Blu-ray technology where games can be put on those cartridges, put on those game discs, you know, lasered onto there and make it playable. All right. He was the founder. He's basically the founding father of modern day video games. So give you a salute, Mr. Jerry Lawson again. All right. Of course, George Washington Carver, who basically made useless vegetables into something all right and that's where the peanut came you know he turned the peanut into something which is which is wild that he turned a useless plant into something good so while we have peanuts which it gave us peanut butter so thank you mr george washington carver all right um ben carson Okay, everybody knows Ben Carson, great pediatric neurosurgeon, all right? First surgeon to successfully separate uh, craniospagus twins, basically conjoined twins that are conjoined at, not at the hip, but at the, at the, at the crane, cranial, by the head. He was the first neurosurgeon to successfully separate them. And I think those twins grew up and they, they were thriving after that i mean ben carson was a presidential hopeful and then and then also worked for one specific administration which basically made a joke out of him but we're not going to do that um you know so a salute to mr carson and then i'm going to bring up one other person who uh on this list and i'm looking at recently just passed away but nonetheless his creation helped nasa essentially get to the fucking moon and I guess help create better space shuttles for going into space. Mr. George Carruthers, who was an astrophysicist, all right, he invented ultraviolet and ultraviolet cameras and spectrographs, all right, which were used by NASA when it launched Apollo 16 in 1972. So it was able to give those ultraviolet ultraviolet cameras to be able to see stuff in ultraviolet UV rays and you know we can thank Mr. George Carruthers for that um, and then there's listen I'm looking at you can do your own search um, in terms of black inventors black creators I'm actually going to highlight one more because the, I enjoyed this movie so much um if you've seen, oh god, the movie with Taraji P. Henson, Janelle Monet, oh goodness, I can't, I've seen it so many times, but I can't think of the name. Either way, it's based off of this actual true physicist and mathematician, Ms. Katherine Johnson, who made contributions to U.S. aeronautics and space programs with the early application of digital electronic computers at NASA, basically paving the way for women of color to work in aeronautics and space not just at nasa but national uh, space agencies across the world um brilliant mathematician brilliant physicist a beloved woman um and if i can think of the movie i remember it but regardless she's a true american icon and helped pave the way for black men and women to start working as mathematicians in aeronautics and space so that is the end of this episode this double episode that i recorded after the first one 
Um, my voice is kind of raspy right now, but I'm still glad to be able to bring you this content for you. And that's the wrap up of Black History Month and President's Day, which is Monday. Um, so for those that work as an educator, enjoy your day off because I know shit's been stressful the last few months with COVID and, you know, the Omicron variant, um, you know, making cases go higher and stuff. But, you know, cases are finally going down. The science, science may actually be actually be doing what it's been doing all along and proving people wrong and such. And so... You know, enjoy your day off for those that work federally. President's Day, um, honor it not by doing president, not by honoring the presidents, but use it to go to the li- well, library is going to be closed. But use it to do some research about more Black history, more Black inventors. Use it as a learning tool. All right. So <clears throat> um, from here on out, in terms of episodes, you know, I'll start having a bit of a more structured format in terms of what I'm going to be talking about. Um, so next episode, I think I'm going to do music because I didn't talk about that at all last 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 season. So next episode is going to be talking about the influence of music on how music has influenced black culture and how black culture has influenced it and then my personal experience from it. All right. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't been subscribed to the SBM podcast, you need to go ahead and do so now. Follow me on all my social medias, my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat. This has been the SBM podcast. I have been Jamar Burke, your friendly, your friendly neighborhood black man, and I'll see you when I see you. Peace.